a, it's a really great club, one of the best clubs in the world. And um, so I think I love football. And if you love football, you love Benfica. And if you have the opportunity to, to, to come to a club like Benfica, yeah, of course, it was from the first start, from the first uh, talks with the responsible people, it was um, it, it was in my mind that uh, yeah, it could be a very good option uh, for me. And uh, so I really look forward to, to be part of Benfica now and um, to be part um, yeah, of, the, of, the, of the family, of the culture and everything. So I'm excited to, um, to, to work with them. Welcome to episode 108, Preseason Silverware. It's the first silverware I think we've celebrated since we initiated this podcast. Let's even go. Though we got to start somewhere. Seriously, it's a good start, I guess. Um, tonight, we have the usuals. Myself, Mike, your host. I have Kenny, Bill, Oscar, and Jason. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? What's up, boys? What's going on? Good evening, good, everybody. Good. Good, evening. Good, good. Everyone's excited to get this started quickly in the chat. We already got Chic Marcelino. Boa noite para ti. Bom dia. É capaz de ser bom dia. Tiago, boa noite. Maltinha and Red Baron. Boas noites. Boa noite a todos. Para a malta que esteja nos ver em português, hoje temos o nosso podcast em inglês. Amanhã temos o podcast em português com um painel diferente a partir das 21 horas. Por isso, estejam à vontade de participar aqui no nosso cantinho. Uh, podem comentar à vontade, em português ou em inglês, todos percebemos, iremos abordar as vossas questões, uh, mas uh, estejam à vontade e amanhã, se quiserem, o podcast em português com o Luís, com o Nuno e com o Mauro Xavier, amanhã a partir das 21 horas. Uh, boys, we got a lot to cover, we got 60 minutes of action-packed uh, Benfica talk here, so want to get right into it. Uh, before we do, I just want to mention that we finally hit 25,000 followers on Facebook, a huge milestone for us. So thank you to everyone who has contributed to that. Uh, our goal is to hit 30,000 by um, the end uh, of the year or of the end of the season. Um, so I will, uh, you know, we'll keep pushing for that and hopefully we can, we can reach that goal. Um, through Feldalgarv. Uh, we will talk about that, the victory against um, Nice on Friday. We beat Fulham 5-1 to one on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about the transfer market. There are quite a few names that have been flagged for dismissal um, or supposedly going to leave the club. We'll talk about that. Um, and at the end, uh, we'll have a little start bench and sell, another interesting one. And in the mix, we'll talk a little bit about Enzo uh, Fernandez, who has joined um and we will uh get your thoughts on on first impressions he basically arrived got off the airplane put on a kit and got right on the field he didn't waste any time but then again he's probably the most fit of all players um on the squad considering the argentinian uh, league is already um in the process so quickly i just need to do some action here on uh one of our comments just give me a second um all right so that's cleaned up all right We'll start with uh, this weekend, and we're going to do the two games together because I don't think there's any real need to break it up. And while we do it, I'm going to run the highlights in the background so we can, uh, you know, chat and, and look at the, the highlights as we go. 
uh as always uh make sure you guys add your comments and thoughts in the in the chat um i'm gonna start with kenny i'm gonna start with you um thoughts on kind of what we saw in this tournament again i know that it's a it's a preseason tournament um we're starting to see some glimpses of, of what we could potentially expect from the manager and his style um but is there anything that kind of again uh, we talked about it after the running game is there anything that kind of jumps out to you anything new that you're seeing anything that you see that's still lingering from the past yeah no i i think we you know i let, let's preface this with saying you know it's preseason. um but i think uh we we had some good results i mean we scored a lot of goals conceded one goal during the during the tournament um i like what i've seen i mean i i did only catch really uh the full fulham game um i thought we played well both halves uh i feel like rogers got sort of um based on you know the lineups for both of the matches i think he's got an idea of where you know he's going to come in with on the starting 11 who he feels comfortable with still think there there could be some maybe so maybe a surprise or two with the with the actual um final lineup to, to begin the season um, maybe some new guys that might come in still but uh, I think the core of the team is there um, and, and I'm just pretty impressed with how we've come out we've been aggressive um, we've seen a little bit more creativity uh, you know finishing from all over right I, I think all Fords scored that that played and, um, and and we saw obviously Rafa I thought probably had you know I know Gonzalo Ramos got the MVP of, of the tournament, but I think Rafa um, seems to be in a, in a better mood this season, maybe the change of manager, but um, I'm glad of, of what I've been seeing so far. Uh, Jay, I'm going to pass it to you. Um, same question. Anything that's new that's standing out to you? Um, anything that you see that's lingering? And um, David Neres, I know that you and I were of the opinion that he, against Reading again, first game, wasn't great um but did you see anything more i know that he had a nice uh nutmeg along the end line um i believe it was against nice if i'm not mistaken um but did you see a little bit more was it against Fulham? uh did you see anything um more uh captivating from him uh given that he has a little bit a few more minutes under under his belt uh you're, you're referring to nets right yep yeah, so I, I thought he played a lot better in the second game. Um, the first game, I wasn't too impressed, but I thought he played a lot better. He was more more aggressive, and he had a kind of nice little nutmeg in there for a little show. So I thought overall he played better. Um, so it's good to see, and maybe he just needed some more time to gel. So, I mean, pre, it's preseason. So, I mean, this ball right here was a beautiful ball. I mean, two simple passes off it, then – Anyone else think Rafa was going to blow it up? <laughs> no, I thought he was going to shoot. <laughs> I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a good play. It, you could see that this is like Rafa was already looking at Gonzalo Ramos, so I thought it was just going to be a regular tap in. So it was good to see. Like I thought he played overall. I thought he played very well. Um, things that I've seen, like one thing that really has set my eye, like caught my eye, was um, we're scoring on set pieces. I think it's something yep. that we haven't done in the past, in the past couple of years. And it's good to see uh, a lot of goals on the back post. Uh, I think, well, who scored Otamendi? Yep. And Chuck was, I don't think this one was a set piece. Was it? Gilberto scored on the other one. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just good to see. I think they're playing it differently. They're, they're, they're pressing very high. Um, they're winning a lot of balls on, on the opponent's side of the field. So I think it's good to see um, that. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought Fulham was going to be better than they were. I don't know if they're going to be a big threat in the EPL, to be honest, but maybe Bifiga is that good. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't blow our load too early. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Bill, i pass it to you. Um, thoughts on, on what you've seen so far, or at least this weekend. Um, and you had mentioned the, the comment uh, last podcast, which we all raised our eyebrows a bit about the starting 11, and you thought that, that what you saw against Reading – was close to what we would see. Um, and I guess my question to you is this weekend, it was basically the same formation or the same lineup um, with the exception of the goalie switch on Sunday. Odyssey started and then uh, Elton started on Friday. Um, so Odyssey, Gilberto Atamendi, Morato, Grimaldo, Florentino, Enzo, João Mario, Rafa, Neres, Gonçalo, Ramos. Uh, do you think this is starting to be an indication of the core that we could see in that starting 11, or do you still think there's some pieces that f fill in and some that come out? I, th I think to, to start and probably for the champions league qualifier games, this is probably the 11 we see. Um, I mean, the fact that he played the same 11 to start both games is a pretty good indication that um, he has a core group of guys. Um, and he's working with those guys now. And I don't see him changing it all too much. I, I I would like to see, like Ba, I would like to see him with these 11 because I think he gives us a different dimension going forward than Gilberto does. Um, but I think for the most part, I think this is the 11 we saw this weekend to start both games. I think that's the 11 we're going to see um, to start the season. Oscar. Oh, Bill, bef before I jump away from anything that you see that's uh, from a positive perspective, anything that you see that's lingering from last season? This is a completely – the way they're playing, completely different team. Like night and day, it's it's crazy to think that, I mean, a few signings and a new manager and this team looks completely different. Um, Red Baron said it, and I, it's something so little, but like these players are enjoying it right now. Like how many times last year did these guys look miserable on the field? And right now, preseason, I know it's preseason. I know these aren't the toughest opponents, but we're putting in good performances. We're getting really good results. And these guys are out there smiling, enjoying it, and, and playing well. And the, the effort that we're putting in from the second we lose the ball to win it back is crazy because last year it, it seemed like we'd lose it. And it was That's just your first focus was turn around, drop deep, and that was it. Like there was no pressure from the top. Um, and this year it's literally pressure from the forwards all the way back. Everyone's working their tits off to, to, to get to win the ball back. Oscar, I didn't want to pass it to you until PZ had taken that penalty. <laughs> just he wouldn't. Just uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else caught it, but he was yeah, just I'm not going to bring him up today. guys. So <laughs> <stop> uh, <it. laughs> thoughts on thoughts on what you've seen. And then my question for you is um, that midfield of, of Tino, Joe Mario and Enzo, uh, that was the first time we saw it this this past weekend. Um, I thought it looked good, and we'll we'll talk about Enzo shortly. Um, but what are your thoughts on again the question that I asked previously? But 
how are you liking this this midfield trio? And right, Weigel was one of our best last year. And and do we see a, a spot here where he's completely boxed out and doesn't have a spot in the starting eleven? If this team, if this midfield trio gels the way that they potentially could, uh, I mean, I, I I'm liking this trio. I uh, I'm a fan of going young here. The only thing question I have is Cantino last, like, you know, he had a phenomenal first half with Lodge and then fell off the horses, right? So can he can he keep do the whole season? I mean, he's young, but uh, for some reason, he, he's not a guy that com- completely convinces me when it comes to motivation the whole season, right? Um, he's got the skill. If he's if, Only if he wants it. If he wants it, he, can, he, he yeah, it's all in his hands to, to take. Um, but, man, they, they the three of them in there, they're – that's what I think Roger said from the beginning. He, João Mario is going to be his number ten, and then this Enzo guy is phenomenal, man. He's 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 just ridiculous. Um, it, I I was looking at I was looking at him. my first one. I was looking. We'll at, get to him. We'll get to him. I, Don't talk I know, about him yet. I know. I'm not going to talk about him, but he's bigger than what I thought he was. Like he's a big yeah, boy a bigger, in midfield. Yeah. And and when we, I saw him in River Plate, I thought he was like a young, you know, little scrubby kid. But I'm like, the kid is big. He makes a big presence in there. Um, so, so I was, I was impressed at this the first few games. It's like, like, I'm not, I'm not the type to, to, you know, like we did it with Jesus five, six games, hey, you know, we're winning, we're in a streak. I like to hold, you know, keep my, my, my feet on the ground and kind of just go game by game. Let's get to the champions league and see how we play against those teams. We might face Jesus on the second round. It's a 50, 50 chance if we pass what will these, this next round if we pass it and they pass it then it's a 50 50 chance we face them Fibonacci. so that could be interesting if we face Jesus. um i think i mean our attacking mentality high press motivation that this coach has on these guys, young guys it's all positive right now um i i'm i'm optimistic right now very optimistic I'm going to toss this question out there and, and feel free to jump in. And Bill had touched on it briefly, but anyone surprised that, you know, Gilberto got those two starts and Bob didn't get the start on Sunday. I mean, he had a goal and assist against Reading. Um, I believe he had an assist against uh, Nice, but I could be wrong. He got an assist against Fulham. Um, anyone surprised or, you know, what we're seeing from Gilberto is, do you think uh, going to be enough for him to, you know, that spot be his to lose essentially, and and Ba's going to have to work harder for it? Wait, we see what we see from Gilberto so far. Nothing is. I haven't seen one bad thing from Gilberto this preseason. Not one bad thing. Like we can maybe the goal that they suffered on the, the only goal they suffered, it was a cross in that, but mostly the centrais left them alone. But Gilberto has been playing his part, his role. And uh, and to me, to be honest with you, he's been attacking, defending, perfectly fine for, for like I have no complaints about Gilberto. So so it's almost like when uh, when uh, they took out uh, um, Odysseus from goal to put in uh, Elton late. Why the fuck do that? If the guy's doing his job and he's not he's not we're not suffering because of him, why put it take him out? I mean, let the guy play. Anyone else have an opinion on right back well, spot? I mean- you can always you can always compare it to like Weigel's situation, right? Weigel was one of our best players last year, and you know why why pull him out and and give Tino the opportunity? Um, I think it just might fit a 
I'm just saying, like, you can kind of compare it to that, where Vigo lost the position, but we're, we're, but he wants to give Gilberto maybe the chance to, to start. I don't I don't mind it because I think the more options, the better. I think we've we we were we have been thin on the bench in recent in the past, and I think having quality, you know, might you might look at it as a waste of you know talent sitting on the bench, but I mean it could potentially be a long season, a lot of games, and it's nice to know that if Tino uh, gets hurt, you got Weigel on the bench. If Gilberto gets hurt, Baz on the bench, or vice versa. So I think it's you know, a good problem to have, not a, a bad problem to have. Jay, do you have an opinion? If you do before, I just want to... Tiago says, ambos serão duas opções válidas, podemos contar com os dois, mas Bá tem mais qualidade. Uh, Chico Marcelino goes along the same lines, Bá's the better offensively, but for now, Gilberto Carlos has the spot. <laughs> and, 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 to be honest, and, and I agree with that. Mike, you can tell the Bá has... has he's, he's a guy that will... He's a speedster. So eventually, he'll take the spot. But I'm talking yeah. about right now, like let Gilberto play his game, and then and then Ba has to earn his spot. And yeah. the case of Weigel, I, I mean, unless unless you see something in practice that the Weigel doesn't mash up very well with Enzo or or with the other two guys, I mean, I wouldn't have taken out Weigel. But maybe he sees something with Fortentino that matches better with the, the other two guys in practice. I don't know. Jay, what yeah. do you think? I mean, to be honest, I, I, I kind of agree with everything Oscar and Kenny said. Um, I I just – I kind of trust Gilberto. I, I don't think – I think Boz going to take the spot eventually throughout the season, probably halfway through. But right now, I think Gilberto has it, and he hasn't has, – like Oscar said, he hasn't done anything wrong to to lose it. I, thought, I think Gilberto's actually been playing pretty good. Jay, I'm going to toss this hot potato to you. Um, Gonzalo Ramos, MVP. I know that you said you said this morning last podcast you said you were worried about the strikers. There yeah. was rumors that he was going to leave. Uh, the rumor this weekend or this morning is that Roger Schmidt has requested that Benfica does not negotiate Tino uh, Morato and Gonzalo Ramos uh, that he wants them to stay in the squad. You seem to be a little bit more uh, optimistic about our front line. Um, tell us a little bit more of, of what that feeling's like. No, it's just now that if I mean it basically says that he's gonna stay. So now that gives us three options up front and three really good options, I think. So I think that's what cool. helps me. Musa's there too. Okay, like I said, three options that I <laughs> at least I trust. I haven't seen Musa play to be honest. Wait, who are your three? Who are your three? I'm gonna go with Haruju the kid, uh yep. Chuck and and Ramos. But I just didn't like now. At least Ramos played last year. I think Ramos needs. To, I think he's the best striker that we have. I could be wrong on that, but I think Ramos is going to score a lot of goals for us this season if he stays in, in this system. Um, that's just my prediction. It, I, I was scared of him. I, I was scared of him leaving, but um, now that he's staying, I'm a little less concerned overall. I'll open this up to to you guys. Um, do you guys think Gonzalo Ramos is is our starter on uh, third qualification um, in a few weeks, or do you think it's someone else? I'll open that. Whoever wants to go, I think I think it is. I think he's going to start just because he the, the, Roger has uh, the, started him the last few games, and uh, and I think his comment saying that he wants to keep him uh, definitely wants to keep him. He's not sellable is a, a clear point that he trusts him. Um, and if he trusts him, why not just start, give him a start? 
Bill, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think at, at this point, I think he's the one that starts. Um, it's also good to see that we're not relying on just our strikers to score right now. Like our, we're getting goals from other spots where I think last year that was our biggest concern. If Darwin wasn't scoring, then we weren't getting goals from anyone else. Um, and right now it, it looks like uh, Rafa has his goal scoring boots on and our other three forwards are, are putting the ball in the back of the net. I think they all scored, right? Between the two they games? All, yep. Mm-hmm. They yeah. all scored against I mean, Fulham. The three of them scored against Fulham. Yeah. I know that. I yeah. can't remember the last time we had multiple strikers score in one game. Kenny, how are you feeling about no, it? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if these games are any indication of, you know, what's to come, then obviously it looks like Gonzalo has, has uh, won the starting role as the striker. Personally, as my opinion only, um, and, and I don't have anything against Gonzalo. I, I, I think he, he's a viable option. I would personally rather start with, with the arm chuck. Um, I think he just provides something different. But, um, I, I mean, if, if the kid's scoring goals, then you can't – I mean, there's nothing you can say about it. I mean, just keep playing the hot hand. I mean, that was our uh, biggest criticism of him last year, right? Like, he had all these chances and couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And then he'd go off to the Silasawan bag like seven goals in one game, and we were like, "What the fuck's going on?" I mean, as long as he put in the ball in the back of the net, he can. His work rate's always going to be there because he's going to. Yeah, that's no concern. Off. It's putting the ball in the back of the net, and right now he he's got the hot foot. So I think when it comes to Champions League, you got to ride it. I just like the way he plays. I he just he hustles throughout the whole game. Like that kid, he runs. Like he's always like even Rafa's. Look at that goal, pass! That pass is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Don't I thought you said, "Hey, I thought you said yeah. you're gonna bring him up today." No, I'm talking about oh, football. Oh, that's Ramos. 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 Oh, that was with the with heel pass. Are you not watching? Probably no, one, of, fake, one of the one of the very shot, heel pass. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I I just think he he works a lot for the team, and I think he the system is gonna benefit him, and I think he's gonna have a. Pretty good. Pretty so he good. shows he shows that he cares, right? Yeah, he shows. But I, I agree with you guys. Last, right? like, last, every, last time you said that, last time you said that, I, I, that guy scored thirty goals. But, have, but, have, you, have you seen him cry yet? But let's let's no, not forget yeah, this kid. This kid hustles all game, and I think he's gonna have to. I mean, if he's gonna be a an in and out starter every game, he's gonna have to manage, you know, his the playing style because I don't think he's gonna sustain the entire season the no. way he is. So he, he's no, we could easily see be a him. Rotation. Right, but we can easily see him burn himself out half, you know, Correct. early on. And that's obviously the management needs to be able to monitor that correctly. But we saw at the end of last season when he was playing in a second striker position, right, where he was completely shattered, you know, the last five, six, seven games. I mean, we all in our chat and conversations were like, why is everyone else coming off? But he's not, right? So I, I'm, I agree with both sides of this argument, which is, Gonzalo Ramos isn't my preference. I I think Yaramchuk is more of a goal-scoring threat, but I agree that Gonzalo Ramos gives the team more overall. He's able to press high. He fits into the system better because he's able to press high. Um, my concern is, is that, you know, is he going to have that killer instinct that he needs to be able to establish himself as a lone striker in a system of a one forward? He's 21 years old. I mean, he scored eight goals last season. Right, that was. Let's give him that as his, his adaptation Darwin scored season. Less in the first season, so but no, like, we didn't. He scored more. He no, no, scored twelve goals in Can Yedemchuk last playing a whole season, running around playing this high press? I don't no, think no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's he, he would that's what he gives us. Like Christmas. 
Correct. And with Yaramchuk, you have to play a different style, yeah. right? Like you can't. Gonzalo Ramos and Enrique Araujo are probably the only two strikers that we have that can play that high press, guns blazing, right? And then when a guy like Yaramchuk comes in, you got to play a little bit of different style, right? He's because he's not going to run his you know his ass off like that. So I think it gives us a little bit of a plan A and a plan B. Um, but I agree. I think overall Gonzalo Ramos gives us more to the team overall. Um, but I'm still uncertain of his ability to find the net regularly. But if the team's finding goals elsewhere, I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of him to have to deliver consistently. But and, time and, will tell. And and Chuck, I think, had a spectacular second half. I mean, if it wasn't for Diogo, the kid with the fro oh, missing, yeah. missing, I mean, he could have had easy another two assists. I think yeah. I think Chuck played great in that second half. Um, and he played in a more balanced team than he did against Nice. Like Nice, it was right. a big rotation, and we saw a huge drop off from the first half to the second half. Against Fulham, I think we can all agree that the team looked more competitive in that second half, but it was a little bit more balanced. It wasn't a complete, you know, plan A and plan B. It was a little bit of mix there. So, yeah, and then um, Raju, uh, Raju, yeah, um, they were, I think, playing well off each other. Um, yep. So. To uh, close this out, uh, we have um, Enzo Fernandez. He gets off the airplane. Here's a little compilation of his performance against Fulham, but let's talk about this guy. Arrives from River Plate, uh, uncertainty of when he's going to arrive. River Plate, um, you know, our beloved Velez Sarsfield, who we all have loved since we were young kids, knocks River Plate out of the Copa Libertadores unexpectedly. Enzo gets on an airplane with Rui Pedro Braz by the arm, dragging him into the airplane, comes across the, uh, <laughs> comes across the pond um, and gets presented on one day, maybe had a half of a training the next day, and he's in the starting 11 straight away. Um, uh, I mean, I'll open it up to you guys, but I, again, it's preseason. We only saw him for 90 minutes, but I'm, I told you guys a few months ago, maybe four or five months ago, I remember I texted you guys and said, remember this kid's name, Enzo Fernandez. And shit, if, I would have never expected him to come at Benfica, but I'm I'm a fan. Um, but I'm going to open it up to you guys. Oscar, what are you thinking? Uh, man, I I, was, I started talking about him earlier, but I watched him very – I mean, in this game, he was just – I don't think he had enough time to play with his teammates, so he kind of looked a little off. But uh, but you could tell every time he touched the ball that he has that touch. He has that the the uh, the confidence. It's it's crazy to see this this kid playing. And then against Fulham, man, that he just shined. That midfield, it, you could tell the plays look for him. Um, every single player looks for him. Altamendi, it looks like uh, it's like I know they're from the same country, but Altamendi, like I you could tell that he's like his his dude over there. And his touches, man, his touches is uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, I was watching him very carefully, and and I was impressed with everything he was doing. He was always in the right spot. He pressed. He defended well. He uh, he had to when he had to foul, he fouled like right here. Look at this tackle on the ball. He just takes it off from the guy and there you go the counterattack. It, it's it's insane, and I I really look forward to watching him this season. Jay, what do you think? I this this was a signing I wanted to see. This is the person the this is the person that's got me most excited about this season. Um, I think Enzo's going to be a complete stud. Uh, I think he's had some good luck at signing Argentinians. Um, especially and from River Plate. Plate. Yep. Yeah, so um, I asked for an Enzo last year, and uh, we got an Enzo this year. So 
I'm really excited to see what he can do. He just looks like he just sees the game perfectly the way the coach wants him. Um, his one touch passing is unreal. I think he's he's going to be Bethika's probably best best player by the end of the season. I agree. Yeah, he's very simple. Um, doesn't complicate things very much. He's got an incredible work rate on and off the ball. Um, I, I forgot to say, like, he, I also agree. Someone said it earlier. He's not. He's like not a small Argentinian either. He, he's got some size to him. So, and him playing in that midfield role with Tino, that's that's good to see as well. Sorry. And I life. think that. No, that's fine. And we and when River Plate played Velas Arsfield in the second leg, um, we were chatting in our group chat, and I remember we were talking about how it was so chaotic. And I'm going to pass the ball to Kenny here, which, right? It just seemed like everyone was just running around, like there was no strategy. It was basically like go, 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 go. And I think that brings an element to the Portuguese league, but Benfica as well, where you have a guy like a pure box to box that's used to uh, a, a style of play that's just guns blazing, right? And and at times it maybe doesn't look very um, strategic, um, but this guy has the capacity to just continuously run, put in an effort. He has a motor like another Enzo that we had, and we probably haven't had one since. Um, but I think it just brings a different element. Kenny, how are you feeling about this guy? No, I, um, I got a good look at him during the Fulham game and I thought he was amazing. Uh, I mean, he fits, he fits the system and the style of play. Uh, we are, I mean, we, I think I've seen it in the comments. We've talked about it. I mean, we look just quicker on the ball in the midfield, the passes. I mean, his accuracy is unlike, I mean, just watch, like just comparing him to Tarat is like, completely different right like he's pinging the ball small little passes here giving goals like he's just so accurate moves moves in the midfield like you said he's he's a hustler um a a true six i unfortunately i think that we're gonna just have one good year uh of him and i think he's gonna be you know 60 70 million guaranteed next year year, more i thought i think probably more but, he's a number. He's a number six. So I, maybe more. Number eight. But, number, but he, eight. He's a number eight. eight. He's a number eight. Yeah, but you'll go like eight. a Witzel, yes, Witzel type of player, like a Matik. Usually they don't go for like a hundred million, like a forward. I so, can see this so guy Mike, ending up at like a city. Mike, I have yeah. a question. For you. I have a question for you. Um, you mentioned in the other podcast that you wanted to see him play where Juan Mati was playing with. What did you say, Weigel and Tino? Do you think we're going to yep. see that? I now that I've I watched would, a little bit I, I don't more, know if, I don't, he I don't goes know back too much to the CB position. I don't think that's he, the he, thing. He, yeah, he goes back. Too he much plays. To the ball. He can play in that role, but the way he's playing in the system, as you like can right see there, here he in the, the highlights, way back there. he's he's that first line of construction, yeah. right? He's the one that's dropping off. A and Tino's further up the pitch. Yeah, exactly. A Pirlo. AC Milan reinvented that position where Pirlo was basically a number ten and played as a number six, and he constructed yeah. the game from deep. And not many teams did that. And he's a similar style in the sense that he's he's got a pass, he's got vision, but he's not playing so far up the pitch. And instead, the defensive midfielder is playing in front of him for in the event that we lose that possession, Tino's there to press high, right? So Tino's basically the, the dog chewing at your ankles if we lose the ball to break up the play. And Enzo's the guy that's sitting back and viewing the entire field and being able to pick that pass. So to answer your question, Jay, do I think we're going to see it? 
I honestly don't think we're going to see it because I think Weigel ends up leaving before the transfer window closes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think from a regular uh, perspective, if he does stay, I'm I'm not convinced that Weigel gets in this 11 because he can't do what Tinu does, which is that high press straight away. He doesn't have that intensity. He doesn't have that speed. I, and I think that's what's lacking because if he wants Enzo to play that deep role, which Weigel has played for us in the last two years, then he's going to want Weigel to do something else. And Weigel, in my opinion, can't do what Florentino is doing right now. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yep. Bill. Well, we will need strength throughout this season. It's, I, we I don't will. See, we will. I don't see Jean Mario last year died off like after a quarter of the season or, or half the season. He died off. So we 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 might need it. So selling Vigo might not be the the smartest idea, but uh, but I don't see Vigo starting right now. I don't. I agree, but then again, you look at Vigo's salary and his contract, right? And he's got a huge portion of that salary bill. So if we get a decent offer, I would be surprised if Benfica said no. Um, and then and then who, who's going to be the Bernardo? We're not done signing. We're, I don't think we're done That's signing. That's I I think Benfica will sign more if people leave. And I think if Igo leaves, I think Benfica will sign someone to replace him. It's just a matter of if he leaves and if he does, who are we going to get? Um, Bill, thoughts? What impressed me the most was, I mean, I know all of us watched the that River Plate game in the Libertadores. And it, it's hectic, right? And for him to come from that style of play and within three days of being in Portugal, he's playing this deep line role, pinging balls around and everything he's doing is one or two touch. Like he doesn't take long to make up his mind. It's, it's crazy to think that he literally got off a plane and started playing a game and he, he fits into the team so well. And he, to me was probably the biggest standout in the Fulham game, just the way he controlled that game in the midfield and the way he pinged it. Um, it's, it's crazy to see and, and to be, to have the, the stamina, from playing in in Argentina and the the tenacity and the fight because those games are crazy. I mean, it's it's I was kept saying it was chaos. Like it, you don't have like positions in the field, and it was like everyone just fucking all over the place and tackles left and right. And to come from that, knowing he can play that way and and get in a dogfight, but at the same time he can also slow it down and and play the perfect pass. Um, it's I mean it's. The sky's the limit, but I, I agree with – I think Kenny said it. I don't think he's going to be here long. I, I think we have one, maybe two years if somehow they can keep him. But I, I think he's 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 one of the, these players that comes in and he's here for a short time, makes a huge impression, but is, is gone very quickly. Yeah, like a, like a Ramirez comes in one season and leaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I – this wasn't on the docket, but I I wanted to point something out, and I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but as I'm watching these highlights, do you guys notice uh, that Rafa is operating in a very central position these last few games? I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's he's switching a lot with Joe Mario. Joe Mario's going wide, and he's coming inside. And if you watch these highlights, almost every single time he's on the inside. He starts on the yeah. inside, and he's not starting on the outside. Um, which I think brings a like here, right? Almost as a 10, right? See where he's coming to get that ball. He's not, we're not losing him out wide and he's not, he's involved in the play again. Look at him. He's a central position. He's not stuck on the sideline. 
Um, he's, 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 again, he's essentially giving Grimaldo he's, that he's, whole flank, right? He's no, playing. He's, right. he's like like Messi, just kind of floating. No, Rafa's playing exactly what João Felix used to play at Benfica. He's, he's more like yeah. a, a, a coming in, going out. He, he's basically a, a, a floater, like Kenny was just saying, a floater yeah. on, the, on the top. And uh, and and João and I was asking for last year. João Mario is a player that's played in the wing. So like when Rafa comes in, João Mario should be able to fit fit in. That's why I like João Mario. João Mario is a, a player that can play in multiple positions, not stuck in number eight or stuck in number ten. He's like he can play the wing, he can play the end, he can play out, and it confuses the opposing team. So to me, this is this is very good. For, and, and if it's Raja doing this. Then it's a, it's amazing because it just confuses the other team and guys are facing different guys at all, all times of the game. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting um, detail because we're used to seeing him just hugging the end line or hugging the sideline, or picking it up, you know, seventy yards from goal and trying to create something on his own. And I think him having a guy with his speed um, and his ability to get in behind in a central role, but also being able to float around Joe Mario going out wide, who doesn't have speed, but can pick a pass, right? I think creates a different dynamic there, which I think will help us, especially in moments of transition, right? Like this break quick, right? You got guys that can move the guys got guys that can pick a pass. And I thought it was interesting to see where more often than not, he was operating in a central role. And very few times did you see him at the beginning of the play, hugging the sideline. Um, I love right, it. So that, I think it's going to give opposition like a hard time changing mm-hmm, it yeah, up. It's not ne- predictable. Neres was doing it too, not as much, but he was doing it as well. Like his, if you, there's a few of them here where if you pay attention to where he is, he's tucked in more, and Gilberto's the one kind of running the entire flank. Yep. Yeah, I think for me, when I, when I see these, these these games, or especially this game against Fulham, I see the back line, and I see the uh, Tino and uh, and Enzo having the exact the positions, right? And Fiorentino and Enzo helping each other and then that middle spot. The other four guys, I see them, like, moving all over the place. I legit see, the, like, Jean-Marie's all over the place. Raf is all over the place. You have Ramos that can come out and be in, as a striker. So those guys, like, Neres can go to either side, either flank. So those guys are going to cause a lot of problems. And that's, I think, what Raj is basically, hey, you guys are the ones going to be scoring our goals. You got most of our most of our goals. So you guys have to create in the front. And then we have the back, solid back, that's going to help you guys move the ball forward. And I think it's working perfectly. Yeah, time will tell. Hopefully it uh, it continues to to evolve and, and progress. Uh, so moving like, on I to – Can I just yeah, add one ahead. thing? So I think one thing that we talked about last year was – in open games, when we had space, we played well, right? And then when we played against smaller teams that closed on defense, we couldn't pick through. I think one thing with this midfield that that I'm you know, impressed about, just again, I really just got a good glimpse of it in the Fulham game, is in small, tight spaces, I mean, we're so much quicker on the on the passes and, and putting players into, into space. I think that is one thing that I want to see moving into the season, into Champions League, is how we play – in games that are closed, right? Because that's where we we seem to be struggling in the past or in recent history, is how do we find a way to penetrate? And I think with the players that we have um, coming into the team this year, I think we're we're in better position for that. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, it'll be interesting to see how they do against the smaller teams in the league that you know shut up shop and just sit deep. Um, I think we have enough weapons to be able to do it. But again, it'll be a test for for the team. And I'm sure Roger Schmidt ran into it in, in the Eredivisie um, 
right? Apart from IX and and PSV and maybe Fire Nord, most of the other teams are, are going to sit a little bit deeper given the offensive firepower that some of those teams have. So, um, I mean, but we'll we saw see. it against against Reading. Reading sat pretty deep and compact for the most part. Yeah, and I mean the game itself wasn't that great, but again, it was the first yeah, game of the season, yeah, so exactly time will tell. Um, moving on here, we have um, transfers. The list. A list. So, uh, the rumored list of levers or, or people that have been snipped uh, from the roster. Um, and then Almeida, Maite, Gabriel Tarat, Pizzi, Chiquinho, Diogo Gonçalves, Gil Diaz, Rodrigo Pinho, and Saferovic, who arrived in Istanbul tonight. Um, so, he's already gone. Uh, the deal apparently is uh, alone with the requirement to buy for $3.5 million. And Benfica saves eight million in salary over his next two years. Um, I'm going to start with you, Bill. Any any names on this list that surprise you? Any names on this list that you think could still be useful to this team uh, this season? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> next. <laughs> no, I mean. Going down the list, I mean, some of those some of those names were names we heard rumored to be part of, or the attempted transfer of Orta, right? Like, uh, the latest one I saw was Maite and Gil Diaz. Yeah, Gil Diaz was on it. I remember Shaquino at one point, um, and Diogo was on it. Well, it's rumored apparently to be part of it, but I mean, I don't think any. Looking at the list, I don't think any of them could give anything to like could help Benfica at all this year. Um, I mean, there was I had hope for for Diogo, especially that first year with um, Jorge Jesus playing that kind of wing back role. I, th- I thought he looked very good then, but um, if we're going back to this four back system, I, I don't think he can. He can't play a right back. And I, I don't think he's good enough to be one of our options. At back cup for Rafa? No. Wait, you I mean, we have nobody now. <laughs> no, I, I agree. But we saw him come in last year at points at the end of the season and he didn't do shit. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather give that backup or emergency role to one of the young kids and roll with that for the season. And if worst case, Rafa gets injured and you need like a, a more seasoned replacement, then come January, then you look at, at other options. But I, I don't think I don't think anyone on that list can can give any help to Benfica this season. Jay, oh. yeah, all right, Kenny, go, go. Well, for, first, I just want to say you and uh, you and Bill. By the way, fabulous tans. You guys look great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just want to thank you. Appreciate up. it. Um, so I I just want to start off with saying this I think the guys on this list I think it's a part of a coach's decision but I also think it's a Dita Sounds decision as to um, why some of these guys are moving Um, and and there's one guy specifically I want to you know I want to start off with saying we thank him for all his service (laughs) he's done he's done He was no, he, I know I'm being serious. He was um, a staple on the team. He won us titles, a captain. 
but I think a lot of what's going on with this list is that it's kind of like changing of the guard. I think it could he could this guy potentially still be on the team and, and provide us with something? Absolutely. But I think it's more about changing of the guard, getting more youth, and moving on from a lot of the history and the drama and, and things that have gone in the past and, and just moving forward with a new coach, new ideas and new players moving forward. So, you know, when you ask, you know, could some of these guys, you know, still offer us something? I think there are a couple that could, but I think it has to do more with time to move forward, get more youthful, give some of these uh, young kids an opportunity as backups um, and, and move forward from the past because let's face it the last few years have been horrible and i don't want any of that lingering into this season. i'm gonna give oscar the first shout here and then jay can go last to, to finish it off uh, i mean it it is it is what it is it's a new it's how a many new... notes you make over there on your little piece of paper i know no, there's a I, lot I, could be a cute species <laughs> quattro vez <laughs> <laughs> In big letters, in big letters. <laughs> no, but uh, but this is to me. It's not. It's not like do these guys deserve a spot on the eleven? I, it's not. Never been about that. It's been like, can these guys be useful? And then you have to take in salaries, take in uh, you know, all the the stuff. And I get it if you have to move away with them. But I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit here like like Tank just said, he's laughing because PZ is gone, right? I'm not, because I wouldn't do that to Jonas. I wouldn't do that to Ahmad because those guys left a mark on the Benfica, right? And and I respect them. I respect them. They did they did good for the club. And I will never be the, the one here saying, ah, velha, bota para fora, because I respect what they did for the club, especially PZ, especially PZ out of the, the, the stand that was here. And then you have Andre Almeida, who's been... Uh, useful i'm not gonna say a stud he's been useful for the last 10 years of Benfica, right he's been there like as a backup started in the midfield he went he, he filled spots for people when they were out and i i respect that i respect that i'll never forget it so to me hey they should have like a a, a game to to kind of say goodbye to these guys that, that that's the type of respect i have for these two and then you have seferovic seferovic is a guy that won as a title he got he, he we fine we said we've been pissed about him missing goals he has to you know he misses five in every every 10 whatever it is the the, the stats that you guys have come up with but like he's he's been he's got at the ball though to a few times playing fika and and he's been our striker for the last three four years when we had nobody else so i respect those guys and for me to sit here and laugh because they got the, the, they got sent out is is not what i'll do uh, so yeah, if they if there are reasons for them to go because salary is too high for them to sit on the bench, then fine. That's a that's a decision that the club has to make, and and I'm okay with it. But I respect those guys, and if if, if you tell me, hey, one game that we can't get the ball through would PZV useful? Yes, he would be useful. Is he a player that you're gonna need him to stay on the team just because of that 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 one game that he need him to be useful to get a pass through? No, I get it, I get it. So hey, thank you, and I hope to give you an ovation when you guys leave. Damn, that deserves a mic drop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that that was a pretty balanced response. I must admit, it, I think you removed the emotion from it, which I'm proud of. I expected a fucking peasy has to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, my god, yeah. you gotta clip that one and throw that one on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That one's gonna go to the archives. Jay, what do you think about that? Look, I have nothing more to say about PZ. I'm just, I hope he leaves. And uh, thank you for everything. And uh, see you later. Have a nice life.
I could care less. I, I just want the team to kind of get trimmed down a little bit overall. But, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm happy for what he did, but he should have left the team two years ago. Okay, and any of the others that no, you think would be valuable? Regarding the rest of the team, I think these are all guys, like Kenny mentioned, changing the guard, kind of getting rid of some of the some of the players that probably should have left or probably should have never been signed. Um Probably talking about like the Gil Diaz, Pinu, and Mike. Mate. Right. Mate. Red Baron brought up Gil Diaz having a good preseason. I, yeah. I just don't think Gil Diaz is a player for Bifiga, to be honest. Uh, it's just my opinion that he could probably be I a agree. good back, good backup, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. Would you, would you guys say that with Gil Diaz? So with Gil Diaz leaving, does that mean Grimaldo staying? That's going to we, yeah, we can't have... have just one player for position. Like uh, that's what I mean about the Oakland Solves. If is he is he a starter? No. Is he make a good salary? A big salary? Probably not. So like he's a good a player that at, attacking wise. When we talked about him, he's a good wing back because when we play the three defender system, he's a good wing back, right? But he's not a right back. But he is a wing back. Wing back means he goes forward. He's a guy that goes forward a lot, and it's 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 good for a backup for Rafa. I don't get it. I mean, maybe there's there's options on the table that we, we don't know about, but I see Rafa and I see Ned is on each side, and then I don't see nobody backing them up that I can see from the preseason. So one gets hurt or one is goes on bad form. Like Everton had a few games where he looks like a stud, and then all of a sudden he fell off the horses too. That could be with Neres. You never know. Neres is coming I mean, off for six months I, without playing. I also did hear like two of these. I mean, it's also a rumor, but who knows how much of it's true or not. But two of these players plus some money to get Arta. I don't know if that's going to fall through or not. I think it was Gil Diaz and Mate. Yep. To, to yeah, at this point, I'm like, I'm over the. Yeah, I'm over the Arta Rumor is that he's going to be announced like, on Friday, but if he doesn't get announced, I literally would be like. I, 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 I personally don't want him to come to the team. I kind of wish we could kind of go elsewhere. Um, I'm more intrigued of the the French guy that we were linked to. I forgot his name. Oh, uh. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, some of these guys, there's – the trim, like, they had to trim the roster, so someone had to go. And it, I think this point is they kind of got their their core and they, they're they kind of getting rid of the – like, you look at the list, they're all pretty much the old guys on the, on the team except for a few. I mean, if you look at it, like, I'm, I'm, I'd be sure, like – PZ, Seth, PZ, Tarap, Mike, and Romeda are probably some of the better paid players on the on the team. So like oh, compared this, to the other ones, yeah. Right. So like yes, this is I like I think Mike said it, like it's a mixture of coaching decision plus like Ricosta and the finances behind the scene. Like they have to kind of balance the books here. They made some pretty good signings. I'm assuming a lot of these guys some of these signings are getting decent wages. So they have to balance the books. I mean, it isn't. It, don't you think it's also part of Rui Costa's messaging that we want to use the youth, right? We want to use the academy. Like, would you have rather seen a list of all the youngster names and all these guys staying on the team? I think the idea is let's get rid. Like, it's time to cut cut the cord on some of these older guys and move forward with the Diogo Moreira. Is, is that right? The Diogo Moreira and um, yeah. Net is a Neto. Diego. But do you guys think, and, and quickly to close off this topic, is I'm going to read you the names that were on the bench, and you guys tell me if you think these 
B team players or these youth players are going to stay with the A team. Starting with the goalies, I don't think any of them stay. Samuel, Samu, Leo Kukubu, and Andre Gomes, I don't think any of them How stay. How many do we usually we, carry? Two or three? We normally carry the two, and then there's a third in the event of, of an issue. I think that yeah, third one's probably going to be. Yeah, the third Samu? one I think is going to be Samu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that it'll be Samu. And Andre Gomes is way too young. He's 17 yeah. years old, and people are like, oh my God, he won the youth league. Guys, relax. He's 17. Yeah, he's young. He wasn't even the starter. <laughs> He only played Correct. the final because yeah, the, Samu got a red card. Samu got a red card. Um, and then we got Antonio Silva, who lo- has looked good, but I think he needs to go and play more minutes uh, and play on the B team. He had been on the, I believe, U23 team, so playing on the B yep. team, I think, will give him some time. Tomas Aruju, do you think he stays, or do you think we bring looked, him down? He looked very nervous. He looked very young. He looked very I, young. I, I think he might end up loaned out. But the fact that Antonio Silva has been starting over him, I think, right. is a huge red flag to me, right? Like, and I think it came out of nowhere and they, starts over Tomas Araujo. Yeah, I think they put him on the B team, and then Araujo definitely looks more comfortable down. than Araujo. Yeah, hundred percent. Paulo Bernardo for me, lone all day. Yeah, yeah, he's had a he had a rough preseason. I feel like he's still not ready. I think he needs to go somewhere play regular minutes. Um, Martin Neto, you guys think he stays or goes down? I mean, he. he played, I mean, he some of these guys second, have to stay. He played the second half against Fulham, right? Yep. And he looked. That was he, the only he, game he played. The, the, I high, think, right? the high press that yeah. he was doing, it was yep. it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't I know what he, he offers. Yeah, I, I personally okay. think most of these guys stay with the A team, and then they're gonna play like if they're because like how many yeah, how many players can get suited up for a regular season game? You can only have if five you, in a goalie. He, if he if he had if he's carrying twenty seven player twenty seven players on the roster, then some players are going to be playing. Goalie. Well, the, the, there's going to be some players that are going to be probably the kids are going to be playing in the B team to play to get experience. So I think I think most of the kids are going to stay. To be honest, I think Martin Neto stays. Um, Tiago Vea, I think he going back to what Oscar said. Right, we need an option on the wing, and I think he's going to end up being one of those options. I think is that, is that the is that the guy with the with the, with the hair? There's no, no, that's, the, no. that's Diego. That's Diego. There's Diego. rumors that he's going to Estoril. Tiago? Tiago. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh, possibly. Um, Diego, I think he needs to go to the B and get regular A-team. minutes. Yeah. And so, not sit well, on the A team bench. I've seen I flashes. Think, yeah. He, I was actually surprised. He He's a lot bigger than I thought he was. Like, yeah, I thought he was. He's still only 18. No, I know I agree, but I he reminds like, me of Jetson. He reminds me of Jetson. Yeah, he's seventeen. Years yeah, old. that's true. He reminds me yeah. of Jetson playing the so way he, he runs. The way he runs. Just, he just needs yeah. some more maturity, I think. So with yep, him, I agree. With him, I think I don't think he's ready, but I, I think he he's I think he's show he's been the one that has shown. More, although Antonio Silva has has had a pretty good season, I think he's the second one that has shown a little bit of potential. Um, I think he might actually stay on the A team. I think he's, he also, be, he's also a winger, so I think he starts on the B team, but he's going to be one that will come up frequently. I, I think, think we'll see stays. him from time to time, but the majority of the season, I think he spends on the B team. I agree with exactly what Bill says. I, he stays in the A team. He's going to practice with the A team, but then when game day comes, he's probably going to play in the B, B games. And that's important, right? Like we can't have him sitting on the bench. And not getting made. He's 18 years old. Like whether he he's playing play. on the A or on the B, he needs yep. to play regular minutes. And but sitting I, on the bench isn't going to do anything. I'd say that I kind of do like him, like 
doing that strategy with him practicing yep. on the A team, getting to know. I agree. But Mike, isn't there? I mean, this this could be just Champions League, but isn't there a Champions League like you need a certain amount of homegrown players? Correct. Yep. Because I mean, he'll, like these the, guys will definitely be on that list. That, they'll just touch the roster, though. That's just yeah. Yeah, they have to submit the yeah, roster. Players. You need. I think it's like eighteen yeah. or fourteen homegrown players that you need. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, we have plenty of homegrown players. Yeah, to be, and those guys will definitely be on the list. Yeah. Um. All right, we have about eight minutes uh, before we wrap this up, and we're going to do another start bench sell. Um, but before that, I just want to give a few notes here to some of the comments. Tiago says, Orta é uma boa alternativa para jogar na posição de João Mário, mas não vai ser fácil a negociação. Não tem sido fácil. Uh, imagino que ainda, ainda vai haver ali alguns problemas, por isso, uh, I don't know, é muita confusão para um, um Ricardo Orta, I think, na minha opinião. Um, Gary says, I love the way the ball comes off Enzo. That sounds like the title of like a porno. I love the way the ball comes off Enzo. <laughs> um, let's see. Save, says another save, big hey, difference. save that. Save that for the title of one of the pods after a game where Enzo's fucking fire. <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Come on, uh, another, another big difference is the willingness to pass the ball forward between lines instead of always playing to the side and back, you know, Verissimo style. Don't get Oscar liked Verissimo. Don't get him mad. Um, with the coach? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you defended him. Like, you defended I, him. I defended him not, not because I want him to stay at Benfica. You don't defend someone you don't like. <laughs> I, uh... This kid's a clone of Enzo Perez with better improved passing. Um, I think Enzo plays more of a deep-lying playmaker than box-to-box. It runs the yeah. ball, ball like Renato Sanchez, very different number eights. Um, this is very true. João Miguel says our even better option is PZ up top. We've closed Jean that Miguel book. Too much sun. We've closed that too book. All right. Start bench sell. Um, those hey, of you before, that are watching. Before you guys go, before you guys go, we, uh, there's um there's a comment there. I think Tiago said it. Like nobody's mentioned Adel Tarap, but last year Adel Tarap was one of our best players with Vigo. If you yeah, guys but, remember, he was but like, when I you think he, about I know, it, I know he did a lot of mistakes and a lot of like shit. Yeah. Why? Like, and then we talked, but he was a lot of the season. He was one of our best players, and all he had a, a good spell. Of, and, what does yeah, that say about the spell. season yeah, we had last spell year? That everybody's right, like, right. dude, Adel Tarab looks like a different new player. But like, like our months. expectations weren't very high. Exactly. Bye, Adele. Bye. <laughs> I'm clipping that. <laughs> that was like, I thought, right. I, I don't remember it being a long spell. I thought it was like a, a one a or game two, or two. Six or seven games. Six or you seven games. You probably didn't watch a lot of the games last year. It's all right. Because I don't think you sucked. All right. Start bench sell. Those of you who are watching, add your thoughts in the comments. Who would you sell? Or who would you start? Who would you bench? Who would you sell? Um, and those of you who are listening after the fact, um, come back and, and check us out on YouTube or on Facebook and add your thoughts and your comments. I'm going to start with um, Kenny. Thanks. Start, bench, sell. Javi Garcia, Feja, Matic. Start, bench, sell. So I would... Sell. Sell Phasia. Start Matic. And bench Javi. So you're starting. You're starting Matic. Matic. You're benching Javi. And selling. And you're selling Phasia. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Jay. What are you doing? Uh, start Javi, 
bench Feja, sell Matic. Starting Javi, benching Feja, and selling Matic. Okay, that's an interesting one. You just want you just want the money, the transfer money. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, you don't care about Benfica. He's making a way for Florentino to get into all. There's not much. There's not much difference on these three players, in my opinion. No, there's. I there think Matic is a big difference. Yeah. No. 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 All right, because of I think their Hobbit's history, the better player. Uh, before, because of their history, I would, I would. Uh, Feja gets hurt a lot, so I'll get rid of him. Um, he he was hurt half the half the time. Matik is probably the guy that sell, that gets the most money. So I would, uh, I would get start Javi, bench Matik and, and sell Feja. I would, I would think. Okay. I Bill. sold Matic. Huh? He sold Matic. He sold Matic. Oh, he sold. Never mind. Then I'm not with you. Good thing. But you're benching my teach. So you think I, I am? Yeah. So Javi's the better player, right? Hop, to me, Javi's a number six, true number six, and and Matik is more I, like a. Oscar, a, a I completely player. fucking agree with you, man. A hundred percent. I'm clipping that too. But you don't. You don't. I, I, yeah, I, you I, don't. Agree, I, I agree with the start. So so you're gonna you're gonna bench the the probably the best one out of the three. You're just gonna sit on your bench. Uh, wait, am I gonna? Uh, who, who who says Matic is better than than Javi? Than Javi? Who told you that? I mean, <laughs> I number a number six. This is for number six position. I will take yep. Javi. Ha, we we missed that Javi number two, number six is Javi. All right, Matic is more like what, what Vigo gives us right now. Ma, Ma, Matic went on to have a way better career than any of those two guys. Way better it's Champions true. League winner. Like that's I mean, true. Biggest no, transfer. I'll take. I'm talking. I'm talking about when they were at Benfica. Those three guys. That's what I would do. I mean, if I knew Rui Costa had a awesome career outside, but at Benfica, did he have really a good career? I'm just, hey, just you know, a little banter. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Bill, uh, I'm starting Matic, benching Javi and Son Feja. I'm with you on that one as well. I'm starting Matic, benching Javi and selling Feja. So Although we got three- was a machine. We we got he three was, starters. Was, very injury four, four in a row. We we yeah, got three was. starters for Matich and two for Javi. So a little yeah, a little divided. I kind of feel bad but for Feja because I really I do because good. he was a monster. But I think mm-hmm. just because he was he he got injured a lot. But I mean he went between all his clubs. I think he went what eight years straight winning no, titles. I think it was like between, ten. Yeah. It was Partizan, Olympiak, Olympiak, and Mike, I'll years. tell you, th- I'll tell you this. Th- this was close. Like the, the, this is like I think these guys are very similar. Um, I know they're yeah. like the same position, but this is like a really good one to. to I mean, I I love all three players, but I I don't think s- skill wise that they're that close. I think Matic is far above the other two. As a number six, though. I'm looking I for think, number six position. I think they bring they bring different. I think, I think they all have different Mat- attributes. I think Matich is a more finesse number, number six. Correct, but but well, he's like, Matich was like a, a number. Matich was a number eight. He got adapted. He yeah. when he was at Vitesse and Chelsea, he was an eight, and then like like a Vigo. He's exactly like a Vigo. He's more of a finesse number six. When Javi's but a he, true number six. But Javi's true number six in the sense of like he's a physical <laughs> bulldog. He'll just fucking run yeah, through he's walls. Like a Matich. Yo, George Jean- Martinez Jean- Jean- just came. Oh. With the I think you have the overall guy coming with these kind of takes. You have the overall. You have did have some nice hair though. Nice yeah, great hair. hair. <laughs> who's who's that guy that Betu was? He was in the Oh, Betu. Um, he scored against Manchester uh, United. Right? Yeah, yeah, against me yeah. and you. Yeah, yeah. Like center mid. All right, do you have another one? Well, 
no that was it for today that was a good one though a little, little debate here um I, I i have i have one for you guys can i yeah go ahead let's hear it quickly simão di maria or the other you should you should say what, that what's, your, what's your guys thank your guy from uh argentinian guy what the fuck is his name Gaita. Gaita. that is a good one you should save that one damn that's a yeah. really good one that's save that one. that i would say very very mm. Close. Save that one. Save that one for next week. All right. Gives make, you I'm guys damned. a week to think about it. Let me make a note of this. Niku, Simao, and Di Maria. Okay. All right. Well, everyone that has been listening, uh, watching, thank you for uh, following us. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Those of you who are listening after the fact, um, don't forget to check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, follow like subscribe uh share again we hit twenty-five thousand followers on facebook we're moving our way up on the other social media platforms so facebook uh, is definitely our our biggest um contributor at least at the moment but you know slow and steady we'll get there with the others um we have uh, a friendly game coming up this week i think thursday in switzerland i believe it's against girona um the game or friday um the opponent changed uh last minute we have the ozevio cup next tuesday which will be back next week um and just a reminder we have our um basically a, a program that we're running called usonio benfiquista on tuesday at the ozevio cup we will have a father and daughter from Switzerland, um, courtesy of Bukantini Benfiquista. They will be sitting front row. Um, tickets provided by us. Um, they've never watched the game at the stadium. Therefore, um, we're trying to give back to the next generation of Benfica fans. Um, so uh, they will be at that game. We have a few others lined up throughout the season, um, giving them an opportunity to go witness a game in person, in flesh, um, at the most beautiful stadium in the world. Um, so stay tuned for that if you guys know anyone a play uh, uh, a young child Benfica fan um, who lives in Portugal or is going to be in Portugal that um, has never had a chance to go watch a game um, send us a message we'd love to get in contact with them and give them an opportunity to go and um, you know make one of their dreams come true if, if we're able to help we're you know that's what we're here for we want to differentiate ourselves from all the other groups and all the other podcasts um, and do something a little bit different so hopefully this this brings a smile to some people's faces and, and some children's faces so if that's if that's what we're able to do then, then that's a positive so again thank you guys um gentlemen thank you pleasure as always having this conversation those of you watching listening thanks for tuning in we'll be back next week tomorrow like we have the Portuguese podcast yep like and subscribe tomorrow we have the Portuguese podcast with Luis Nunu and Mauro Chevier I'm sure you guys all know he's uh, he's coming in hot we got Mauro talking about uh, oh, a lot of controversy a lot of stuff so tomorrow 4 p.m eastern time um in Portugal yep. so tomorrow don't miss it as always gentlemen have a good night and we will chat soon Thank you.